Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Nat with Jean, it's Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter, the Kiki Experience. Kiki Hawkins, originally from Baltimore, Maryland, my neck of the woods, attended the Baltimore School for the Arts. She further continued her education at the Juilliard School of Music. Wow. Kiki began her touring career with notable artists such as Amel Narieux, Kellis and Angelique Kijot, Nona Hendricks, the legendary group La Belle, and Q-Tip, to name a few. A brand new sound of alternative rock, funk, soul infused into one, adding a new unique blend of soulful sounds enriched with breathtaking, warm, yet powerful vocals. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. I need to make you feel warm and fuzzy. You know, I can't my own little two hands are not just going to, it's not going to do you justice. No, this is great. This is great. (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. So, how have you been during these past couple years of being in the most cray cray time of our life? (laughs) Oh, you know what? Um, Although it's been really crazy, and I just want to start off to start off with saying, you know, light and love to all of the people that have lost loved ones due to this uh, crazy pandemic. Right. But uh, for me, um, it's kind of been like a revelatory moment. I've been able to kind of um, meditate, reconnect with myself spiritually. Um, exercise, really focus on my project. I mean, because I've been, I've always been working with so many artists. I never really had the opportunity to put the time and attention on myself. So it's it's actually been a very productive time for me, despite the craziness. Right. Now, one of the questions I like to ask everybody is about the mm-hmm. and. You know, and I always tell people that there's some things, the craziest things that I've seen, but like you were just saying, there have been hardships, obviously. People have lost loved ones, people are still on ventilators, mm-hmm. people lost limbs, all kinds of things happened that were really bad. But during the pandemic, there are also pros during the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. During the we realized who people really were. I did. I'm friends yeah, with a bunch of I did. Bye, Nara. Don't need you. Um, the yeah. other thing that was crazy for me is, like, in my neighborhood, you know, family members started walking around, you know, taking walks with their families. And that was just odd. It shouldn't be odd, but it was odd to see. Um, mm-hmm. You know, climate change. Oh, my God. The pollution level went down when none of us were outside. Right. You know, right. Yeah. right. It really did. Yes. 
They're, they're, the animals in the trees probably, they're probably like, do you think they'll come back? Maybe they won't come back and we can breathe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, um, there are people that actually cut back on hours of work because mm-hmm. they realize they're spending mm-hmm. time with them. Um, There are people that quit their jobs. There were several articles on that. Right. People just, what? Life is really short. I need to do what I right. love. It's always about right. money. I need to do the right. things that I love. And then with artists, you know, artists, there were a lot of artists that yeah, they decided to rebrand, took their music down, put something back up, wanted to be more in a player, would just wanted to present themselves in a different way, wanted to write different types of music. So during the time that you, you know, decided to meditate and all that stuff, that, which was great, um, did you take mm-hmm. that self-reflect about the type of music you want to do, who you want to play with, the artist that you want to be perceived as? I mean, well, I, I had already been working. The, the, these collective of songs that I have now for the new project, mm-hmm. I had already been working on with, on them mm-hmm. for over the past 20 years, but it just gave me an opportunity to kind of refine them. But the one song, which is my single, actually, because I, I didn't have a single initially, um, it's titled We the People, and that song was actually sparked by the pandemic, by George Floyd, by just, you know, the lack of humanity that I was seeing in people. So um, that really kind of charged me up to write about that and write about our basic civil liberties being stripped, how we're being forced to accept the propaganda of, and I'm not dismissing the fact that this was a very serious situation, However, I do feel like it was perpetuated because you can control people with fear. Right. So (laughs) I do feel like it was perpetuated. So those were the things that I was picking up on. And because people were afraid, they're not using like their, what you would consider, I guess, common sense or their natural just way of thinking. Like, can we just, can we just have some, what do they call it? Um, not constructive criticism, but it's like where you get your objective and the things that you're taking in. I don't know how many different stories we heard about the media, there being false media. Not everything that you see on TV is is word. You know what I mean? And and I know personally I've done a a bunch of investigation on various sources because I just want to know the truth. I don't want to be misled, and I don't want to be moved to go in a different direction, especially if my spirit doesn't direct me in that way. Right. I completely get that. Um, And you hit something on the nail there. So, you know, your song, We the People, um, a lot Mm -hmm. of people like like me, you and I um, do uh, social impact message songs. And what I found during this entire period is that people don't understand social impact message songs, especially if you're you're entering them into contests or anything like that, unless it's specifically social mm-hmm. impact songs. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're like, well, I don't know if this will chart, and I don't know if this will do this. And, I, and one contest, I told them, then you don't understand music. Music is not always right. money, but music is not always right. about that. Music is sometimes and a lot of times used um, to bring about a message, to help people think. Right, right, right. 
out there that believe the same way that you do and right. that. And the other thing that you, you, you mentioned in all of this is that, you know, there was so much fakeness, okay, out there mm-hmm. in the past years that people needed mm-hmm. to gravitate to. They needed hope. They mm-hmm. needed and music is a place mm-hmm. where people can go to where they can get some hope. So if artists like you right. and other people write about the times, then they say, oh, my gosh, this person really gets it. I can go to this right. singer, really get some understanding about what's going right. on in the, a perspective. Because during the past three years, people lost their way. They're just like, oh my, I don't know what to right. believe because one person right. says this and another person says this. Yeah, and I agree right. with you. That was a lot and of God fear. forbid if you have opposing if you have opposing abuse, right. then you're instantly thrown into a situation yes. where you're ostracized exactly. or you're attacked. And I'm just like, can we be objective about this? Can we have some critical thinking? That's what it was. Can we have some critical thinking? Some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. And I don't I don't have to be a scientist or a virologist for something to make Sense. One plus one equals two. It's that simple. Exactly. <laughs> you I, mean, I mean, no, like... no. you're right. You're right. And the thing, the thing you just said is about you know, even if you had your own opinion, people are I get wrong. And the thing right. is, you know, every time I would get into, let's say, a disagreement, which escalated mm-hmm. into other things, um, I would, I would always end with. You have the right to your opinion. Right. I, have, I have the right to mine. But there's mm-hmm. also fact checking. If you if you strongly believe in yourself, bring me bring me your evidence. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. Right. And then at the end of the day, right. a lot of the times we would say, Okay, we agree to disagree. Okay? Right. And then right. Said, if you have your evidence, you basically could be informing me about and, something that maybe I don't know. Because I haven't been looking at necessarily the sources that you've been looking at That's or right. reading about or whatever the case. But my point is, is that we're human beings. So you mean to tell me you can't relate as a human being? You can't have a level of compassion? And that's the thing that I feel like I've noticed the most and in, in just the divisiveness and people, right. it really has been a clear separation. Vax or anti-vax. If you're anti-vax and you're protesting your right to have free choice in terms right. of what you put in your body, then you are made to be the devil. If you right. are a vaccinated person and you still disagree with having being mandated right. to take something that, and then, uh, see, to me, this is like crazy. Now you're going to put a wedge between somebody being able to make a living right. in comparison to get this. like, And then for artists, that was catastrophic on mm-hmm. a whole different level because right. artists, we don't have that security. Right. Unless you're, unless you're an established artist or an, unless you have a, a, you're an artist that has some sort of, financial backing for me or whatever the case. So a lot of us were just kind of left out there. And it is even difficult still because not only are you mandating 
that you get a vaccination, but then businesses are forced, and I'm not saying that they willingly wanted to do that. They were put in precarious situations too. Either have your employees and the customers get a vaccination and show proof of that, or you're going to be fined. Anybody in their right mind wants to save their business because people have taken their time, their energy, their effort, their love, their life, and put it into something that they were building and to have to be placed in a situation where you're having to choose your Mm -hmm. life. Like, it's not just black and white, this whole situation. That's why it really, it really perplexes me and it really angers me and it also disappoints me what I have seen in terms of human response to this. The only, the only, I feel the only authentic feeling that I've actually gotten from people are those people that are really disheartened by the amount of people that have lost their lives. But I question, Uh I question, did those people lose their lives because of COVID or did they lose their lives because of underlining conditions or did they lose their lives because of underlining conditions with 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 the fear being perpetuated, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about real issues. Let's talk about the psychological impact that this mm-hmm. will have and has had on everyone. Let's stop going back and forth. What difference does it make at this point if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated? Because everybody is still getting it. So why <laughs> is that even a valid argument anymore? True. Sure. You bring up some very valid points. Very valid points. Um, I'm these, are per- just, these are just questions. These are just, you know, we all should be able to talk about these things and, and have a conversation about it. Not one particular group feel attacked or another p- particular group feels like they're entitled now because they can move around and do what they want to do or still work or whatever the case. Come on. We're all, we all were in lockdown. We all were locked yep. down for a whole year. Did yeah. it make a difference then who was who and what was what? No, because we all had to be locked down. And so you why would you put even more extenuating circumstances on those people that are exercising their right? And that's all I'm saying. It's, it's, no. it's your right, right? It should be. And and I agree with you on all, all, all points. Now, you know, there's some people that might say, well, if you don't, I got vaccinated. And the reason I did so is because I, I did too. Get- because I am, uh, and I was dead set against doing it, but, um, <laughs> me too. Uh, uh, because I got COVID in December of 2020 and it was bad, not bad enough that I had to go to the, um, hospital, but bad enough that it, it made something my brain, <laughs> um, with a lot okay. of, things. like the brain fog, all that stuff, that stuff is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. That, I'm typing an email. See, I think I, I think I actually experienced that in September of 2019 because I I went through something like I mean I, you talking about fatigue you talking yes. about congestion headache mm-hmm. sore throat like I, no appetite I didn't have to go to the hospital thankfully right. you know I I do things that kind of keep my immune system high anyway mm-hmm. but and then when I caught it I literally just recently just had it. And 
I didn't have any symptoms. I was I didn't feel, but I think I didn't experience it so bad because I had already experienced it. Right, right, right. And I've heard that that's been happening a lot to people. I mean, it. Like I, I will type an email, words will pop up on the on the screen that I didn't type, or I'll miss a. I mean, I have to reread everything that I type now. That you didn't used mm-hmm. to have to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Same stuff. Um, and I suffer from insomnia, really bad insomnia. Um, before okay. menopause, which makes it worse. And then I got COVID, and it tripled it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sleep for two, oh three my years. God. Uh, you might be cu- talking to a zombie, but what I was, Are you it, serious? Like, yeah. How did you function? That's not even I, I, I wasn't possible. Function- I wasn't function. Let me tell you something. For a while, I couldn't drive because every time I would get behind the wheel, I'd be dizzy. I would be so tired. Mm. I'd have to lay mm. in bed. For- I couldn't function. And, and you know, okay. you know my mom sells CBD, so I take some some CBD, so a little bit that gives you a boost to give you some kind of energy, mm-hmm. and I work out and and all that good stuff. But for a while there, mm-hmm. I mean, even now sometimes I'll spin, and I know I'm about to say something. Two seconds later, I can't remember anything, and I mean I'm getting older, but it had nothing to do with age. It's just right, right. But I agree with you. Sometimes there is a psychological aspect to things that people don't think about in regards to this whole uh, COVID thing. Like, you know, once you get it, you, the, before you didn't have it, and now you got it, then mm. all kinds of things are going on in your head. Am I going to die? Right, and right, so you, exactly. You know, of something because of that fear that's going on in your head. Right, uh, right. Now I, I got all the shots. And, that's and so I, I want to come in and offset that. That's why my music is basically geared towards raising the vibration. Love conquers yeah. all. And if we can raise this vibration, we can get away from these fear-based, doubtful way of thinking and being right. and really exist as the human beings that we're supposed to, how that's we're supposed I, to live. That's why I always tell people, like musicians, <clears throat> that you, you guys have a superpower. We right. have Our music is right. a superpower. We can do so many great things through music, through our artistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not continue to right. do that? That's why I keep saying the the music industry still doesn't understand social impact message uh, songs, and I'm trying to push that narrative that you know sometimes there are people out here trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the that's funny that you bring that up because. I used to, when I initially started, like, just writing music and all of that stuff, I really tried to focus my attention to what I thought would sell. And that just right. felt so inauthentic and not organic at all. And I really had trouble with trying to write stuff like that. And so I just had to, um, you know, you got to create the space and you got to be able to speak authentically and be authentic and not worry about right. does it fit into this marketing not spot right. of R&B or like, so with this project, I totally didn't even want to, I'm not going to worry about that. That's not my forte anyway. My right. forte is to be the artist and to try to convey to the best of my ability, the message that needs to be out. And that so, is so- yeah, you know, 
Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of artists that need to be heard. We need these messages, especially at this time when people are just vibrating on such low levels. Oh, my God. I agree with you 100%. So, you know, the second question is, how important is it for you to be an authentic singer, songwriter, performer? I think it's the absolute must. I think we already have enough of of <laughs> we already have enough of what is not so good out there. And no disrespect to any artist because we, as an artist, this is a business as well. And some people have a better business savvy than others, and some other people are just more connected creatively. So no disrespect to anyone, but you know, we all have our opinions in terms of what we like and what we dislike. And a lot of the material that's out here nowadays, like, I, I just can't even listen to the radio because it just doesn't vibrate with me. It's not that it's, you know, it just doesn't go for me. That doesn't mean that it won't, you know, work for somebody else. But, yeah, I just want something that that has substance. Has substance. Exactly. That's what I've been telling people. I said, it's only, oh, obviously it's about, oh, breakup, love, oh, I hate this, da, da, da. But people are craving something with more substance because I think during the pandemic, a Mm. lot more sought out independent artists um, to listen to their music because I just believe that independent artists are way deeper than the stuff that you hear out there. We're writing our own stuff from our soul. We want to make a difference. We want to do something. And yeah, obviously we want to do this as a living and make money from it, but you know, that takes a step back from the message that we're trying to generate, the message that we're trying to put right. out there. Um, right. So I completely understand that. Now, how did you get into the music uh, industry? What was it that motivated that said, okay, Kiki's going to do this thing? I, Kiki and music are one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already knew. Basically, after I left the Baltimore School for the Arts and then went to Juilliard, um, after I left Juilliard, I I actually was going to go back to school, and I had moved to Atlanta for a quick little stint. And then once I got to Atlanta, I realized, like, no, I need to be back in New York. (laughs) So I moved back to New York. And it's funny because I was standing in the subway. That's what I love about New York, man. You literally can go anywhere and meet anybody. And before you know it, it's like a primetime gig or something. Like, it's such an overwhelming amount of talent. And what makes it so cool is, is that even people that are, like, rock stars and major actors, and they're, they're pretty cool because they know what it is. It's like you can see them walking down the street. So right. that's what I love about New York. So I'm standing in the subway, and these I'm singing. I got my headphones on, and I'm just kind of singing to myself. And these two young ladies came up to me, and they were just like, oh, my goodness, you should audition for um, my producer friend. And, mm. you know, because they were because of the way that it happened, I was kind of in disbelief, but I was just like, all right, you know what, I'm going to check it out. It's, it's two white girls. They might, <laughs> they might really know somebody. <laughs> Let me check it out. <laughs> so I called the producer, and, you know, she asked me to come in the next day to audition. And it was really cool because the other vocalist, his name is Peppy Houston. He's from mm-hmm. Baltimore, Maryland also. So it was, like, cool to kind of just reconnect with somebody that was from Baltimore. So I auditioned. And then literally, like, five days later after I got the audition, I was 
they were flying us out to Oslo, Norway. At that time, I was a singing background for Billy Crawford. So that kind of, that that started, that jump-started everything in terms of touring professionally right. and uh, just being a professional singer. And I, I, just, I just knew that that was, if I didn't know before then, I knew at that moment, like, this is the path that I want to be on. And uh, no matter how long it took, no matter how how much happiness or heartbreak or whatever, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I always knew that aside from the music, I had a message. In fact, I, I feel like my message is bigger than the music and that the music is just a catalyst to <laughs> what I'm really supposed to be doing. I mean, that's an but, amazing um, yeah, so that's kind of where things, like, started for me. And after I did Billy Crawford's tour, I was on tour with Khalees. Mm-hmm. And that was, oh, guys, that was such a great tour. And I met so many wonderful musicians. Um, actually, Portia, my one of my homegirls, um, Portia Roll is her name, great guitarist. Um, she introduced me. To my current mentor, Nona Hendricks, mm. and uh, <laughs> we actually had done a show in uh, Japan, and we were flying back, and this was really strange. This this was like a full flight. Destiny's Child and their dancers were on that flight. Nona mm. Hendricks and Khalees and all of us and, and those band members, we all were on that flight, and I, all I remember was Nona walking up the aisle. And it was like, as soon as I saw her, I just remember thinking in my mind, like, oh, my gosh, I need to know who she is. I, right. I, I'm i just going to stare at her until she <laughs> at me. I'm going to draw her energy into me. And I, I, I must have I succeeded because before I knew it, Portia was just like, oh, Kiki, do you know Nona? And I was like, no, but so grateful. I mean, like you were one of three of one of the baddest girl groups in history. Why wouldn't I want to know you? So after that, you know, I linked with Nona and and I've been working with her ever since. That's been over 20 years. Oh, wow. And she's introduced me to film, to plays, to, Mm. no, just the the formality of performing live with a band right. and how how to like delegate that and like she's just been a wonderful mentor to observe and kind of take in and you know just to kind of share one thing that she shared with me she was like you can teach a man oh god what's the saying don't let me get messed it up basically you can teach a man how to fish like you don't want to get the fish for him. You want to show him how to put the worm on the hook and throw it in and get the fish himself. Because if you if you know how to do something yourself, you can sustain yourself. Now I know I botched that story completely, but that's the, <laughs> that's the gist of it. Like you know, she she's taught me so much, and I'm just so thankful and and grateful for her generosity. And it's not only me. Like she has. Uh, she just has everywhere she goes. She just blesses people with her knowledge and her talent, and just her 
her warmth and 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 giving spirit. Right. So you know, I, I I've been really blessed to work with some incredible people. Incredible. That's awesome. And you got into the school, the Juilliard School of Music, which is a very prestigious school and very hard to get into. So kudos to you on that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 Thank. You. It, it was. It was hard, but I, I had a really great teacher, voice teacher in high school, Mrs. Jean Carter, and uh, she had me prepared. Um, I mean, when I was at the School for the Arts, we were doing operas. We were, you know, doing different scenes from Rigoletto or The Marriage of Figaro or De Rosen Cavalier, and, you know, which was actually kind of advanced for, I guess, high school students, but we all were capable, and she was such a brilliant voice teacher. She just knew how to bring out those qualities in your voice. And I was actually able to excel and, and really have a beneficial career with, you know, my classical music from being the national, well, winning the NAACP AXO competition regionally as well as nationally, doing uh, the National Foundation for the Advancement in the Arts, which is uh, that kind of ushered me into the position of becoming a presidential scholar right. and uh, singing at 17 at the Kennedy Center for, right. who was it, George W. Bush? Oh. Yeah, you know, I mean, but this woman, and I can't I can't take the credit. Like, I, I was so young. I didn't know what I was doing. I was following her instruction, and she really just knew how to handle my voice. And, you know, we filled out the application for Juilliard. Although that was the school that she really wanted me to go to, I wanted to go to Man. <laughs> I wanted to go to Manhattan School of Music, but they didn't offer as much scholarship as mm-hmm. well. Julia, I mean, you can't get any better than a full four-year scholarship, I presume. So, I mean, but that's... Julia, that was that was an experience. I'm I'm happy to say that I experienced it, and um. You know, I was able to take away what I was able to take away from that experience because I only stayed for two years. And to mm. be completely transparent, um, they, you know, they dismissed me. They dismissed really? me like a month before we were supposed to come back to, uh, to while well, I was going to my going into my third year. And they dismissed me on a technicality. I, I failed humanity, you know. But I, that that's a pretty extensive story. Um, Again, it, 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 you know, well, it, it, it was a good experience in the respect that I think it's important to not only know success but to know failure and also how to come back from that. <laughs> and I used to think of that experience as a very negative experience, right. and it, it, it only was until recently where I um was able to see the silver lining in it and have a level of gratitude and appreciation. Even if I was just there for two years, it, I was there, I made it, and I you did got, it. <laughs> who cares where, where you were you there? Know? For, you could have been there for two years. But this business, this business is so political, and people try, you know, they try to tear down your accolades if possible. Huh, you and, got you know, pe- Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I did. I, I would did. Get a, I would get a again, the value in the, the Juilliard. I would get a T-shirt. Say it again. 
I would get a T-shirt made. I've got it. What are you doing? What are you doing? It doesn't matter how long you were there. You got in. It is very hard. Well, you know what? I looked at it like this. I was just like, if if uh, who got dismissed from there? Robin Williams, who's a brilliant, who was a brilliant actor. Um, right? I'm trying to think who else. Miles Davis. I believe okay. he got dismissed from the school. Like, these are brilliant people that uh-huh. Julia are trying to just overlook or didn't understand what to do with them. And that's okay. That's right? okay. That was my path, and I had to go that route. And now I'm here. And, you know, it, it, it's all good, though. It's all good. It's all yes, good. Yes, yes and I, I, I still got a T-shirt that says, I got into Julia. What are you all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly how I would do it. Um, um, and I, there would be no shame. no shame. I know that's right. No, it was definitely it was very challenging. But you know what? When I when I auditioned, it's funny because this is a story that that I will always remember, and this gives me such consolation. in, in regards to me uh, being at Juilliard, there was this woman, this uh, Caribbean woman that was like a housekeeper in the school. And I literally only saw her on the day that I auditioned. And I was standing in the bathroom. My voice teacher was at the door of the hall where they were doing the auditioning. And I was so nervous because, of course, it was Juilliard. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I hope they'll accept me. And she looked, oh, yeah, why are you so, why are you so fearful? Don't be afraid. You're going to, you know, I'm trying to put my depression but uh, she was like you're gonna be great no worries and then she told me the story and she was like there was a snail that was like in a race and the snail although the snail was the slowest in the race the snail ended up finishing first because what the snail did despite any challenges despite anything that came across his path, mm-hmm. he kept looking forward and he That's kept right. going forward. And I often think about that when I reflect on Juilliard because that, that at, you know, at my age at the time, that was, that was who, that was a hard blow. I felt mm-hmm. like I let the world down. And then there was me. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, and so that gave me consolation because I, thought I was completely off my path. I didn't know what I was going to be doing in terms of music, but stayed focused. I stayed steadfast, and it literally brings me, that's why I'm so grateful, because I could have gotten distracted. I could have done anything. I could have, I could have continued to sabotage myself after such a huge blow, Right. but I didn't. I gave myself time to, like, just recuperate, bounce back. And then the beautiful part of it is, is that I started to put myself back together. Mm. But it was me doing the work. It was me pouring into me as opposed to other people building me or creating me and molding me for how they wanted or needed me to be. Mm. You know? So, I yeah. get it. I get it. Now, <laughs> tell me about your song. Power of my kiki. <laughs> I tell you, I love that title because it goes so Thank many places. Thank you. 
We are the mothers. We are are of the womb. We are the first people that we bring life. Do we understand how powerful that is? It's very powerful. We bring forth life, right? We carry that life. We nurture that life, that energy force. I can't even begin to tell you how imperative that is. So I wanted to write something that woke up the spirit so that Uh. we could begin to see the value in ourselves and the beauty that we bring to this world. We don't have to subscribe to the stories of those people that might be vibrating on a low level and saying that you're you're a worthless son of a bitch or Uh. you, you ain't nothing but a hoe. Or no. And in those moments, if we could try to find some compassion, because those hurt people hurt people. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Hurt people hurt people. Hurt so people. That, that's kind of the basis for all of my songs. So I try to just, I, I don't know, man. I just tap into my spirit. I don't, the messages come through me, and I'm just a vessel. That's right. So I'm going to play Power of Mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Thank you. You singing, you singing the song. Greatest got, compliment. Thank you. So what I do is buy. I say the power of my net net. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. And they have you to say power of their whoever. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You know, yes. Oh, I loved it. So. Oh, thank you. What motivated you for your uh, your latest album? Your latest. Um, music? like I said, you know, it's been it's it's been a the songs that I have that are going to be coming out, it's been a collective uh, group of songs over, you know, a span of 20 years or so. And some of them, just because of the messages, I just couldn't let it go. Right. And uh, because it's been a developmental process, um, they weren't quite up to par where I felt like they should be. And right. so that's why this time for me working that stuff out and re-recording some stuff, I mean, whew, that was a lot, but that that kind of it, it it was the motivation behind me just putting the message out. And like I said, "We the People" is my first single. That really kind of got me going with that message. And uh, you know, I I just um I, I just had the time to focus on me. And, and so with one. that time, I just wanted to be productive and really, you know, put this project out here now. I feel like it's where it should be, the quality that it should be. Awesome. I love that. Now, what is a quote, an inspirational quote or message or Bible passage or whatever you need that you use when you need an extra motivation or you wake up with? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I don't have a specific quote, per se. I kind of just... Um, I resonate because I feel strongly that whatever message or whatever I need to hear or see is going to come to me. So I'll see it that day. But most of the time, I just say my prayer in the morning when I wake up or I chant and um, I do my meditation. And I, yeah, I I don't have a specific, you know, um, but sometimes actually I'll go to the Lord's prayer. Sometimes Mm -hmm. my mom really likes that. Or Psalm 23, she really likes that one as well. Like that one. I, I might recite that just to have a, a level of consolation and connection with my ancestor, my mom. Right. Know, so, you know. Um, you, you could wake up in the morning and say, I've got the power of my kiki and I'm ready to go. After I do my meditation and my right. nine yoho renge kyo, I, yeah, I definitely have the power to keep these in. <laughs> yes. Every morning now, I'm going to say, I got the power of my net neck. I know that's right. <laughs> yes. Every, so, every system needs to do that. <laughs> uh, the, 
not not experience. I don't mean the Kiki experience. I I love that a hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on chatting with Net. My God, I learned so much about you. I definitely need to do an Instagram live with you. We need to be live on it. Yes, that will be so cool. We definitely can set that up. I've had such a great conversation with you. Thank you for just allowing the platform to be open and not censoring anything that values at this moment. Thank you. Because you I are appreciate it. You are one of the most authentic people out there. I love it. Well, I had to grow, I had to grow into that person. I wasn't always her, but you know, the process is beautiful. What can I say? That's right. Because now we got the Kiki experience. <laughs> as, my, as my musical director, Mike Greco would say, it's the power. That's right. It's a power. Have you gotten the power of the kiki? You can. I mean, you could make that a trending thing. Power of the kiki. You know. Okay. Well, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. You know, it's just yeah. it's a few things in the work, and I'm so glad that I'm working with B Squared Management. You know, um, we're we're organizing a lot of things. They definitely have me working. So. That'll probably be another thing at some point that gets branded and kind of put out there. And, you know, because I, I do think that it's power, isn't that? Yes. Yes, it the is. power of, <laughs> you know, standing. <laughs> that's all I'm asking is people to show up and stand in, know who you are, stand in your power. Be, just be you, be authentic. Amen. And let's love on each other. You know, let's yeah. love on each other. Let's raise that vibration of love. We need that. Our world needs that. It's not a want. It is a necessity. Yeah, man. All right. This was the amazing, talented part of the Kiki. (laughs) The Kiki experience. You want to experience the Kiki music? She is awesome. Awesome, awesome. You can find her on IPFB, Twitter, website. YouTube. She has all of it. Website is www.thekikiexperience.com. She is amazing. And I can't wait to do an IG thank live. You. It's going to be oh, awesome. Thank you. I hope you have a rest. The rest of the week is amazing. And you are blessed each and every day. Thank you for get, coming on Chatting with Nap. Thank you so much. And you as well. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Yes, again, that was All the right. experience. We just experienced her. Until next time on Chatting with Matt. <laughs>
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.